And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. And we're coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Yes, sir. And this episode is a holiday episode. A lot of those recently. A lot of holidays in a row. Yes. What holiday are we celebrating this time? Valentine's Day. Yeah, and what's Valentine's Day all about? Celebrating the people you love. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a holiday about and dedicated to love. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a topic that maybe on a monster movie podcast there wouldn't be much room for, huh? Mm-hmm. That's right. Monsters are usually angry. They're growling. Mm-hmm. They got messed up slimy faces. Mm-hmm. And on our last episode, I think you said you wouldn't kiss a fish man. So maybe they're not even kissable, a lot of times not lovable, but we love them anyway. Yes. So the topic for the monster today is King Kong. King Kong, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 1933's King Kong. And there have been a lot of versions of King Kong throughout the years. Peter Jackson put out a King Kong in, I think, 2005. There were a lot of weird knockoff sequels and plenty of other knockoffs along the way. But we're talking about the 1933 original King Kong. Yes. So, Alistair, my question for you is, since this is a Valentine's Day episode, how does Marion C. Cooper and Ernest B. Shodzak's 1933 King Kong possibly fit in with the topic of love? Well... King Kong is not a monster. He's not, huh? Well, he's not actually a bad guy, I mean. Oh, he's not a bad monster. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. So what's his motivation? Why does he do the things he does? Because people are trying to kill him, and he gets so angry that he goes crazy. He goes crazy. Mm-hmm. And what's he trying to do, though? I mean, from the start, when we first meet him, what's he trying to do? Well, he is trying to take a girl because these people who, like, work for King Kong and this lady is on this boat and with these guys. Okay, okay, you're getting a little bit complicated here, but what I hear you saying is he does what he does for a girl. Yes. But there's one guy that knows about King Kong. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But I think what's important to note here is the reason we're talking about King Kong is ultimately then, I guess, because this is really a movie about a monster in love. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only one in love. This whole movie is actually about love. Mm-hmm. King Kong is just trying to take care of the girl. Mm, yeah. There's lots of animals 
Yeah, you're right. He's trying to protect her along the way. Yeah, like the part where King Kong just... Whoa, oh, don't skip ahead. Don't skip to that. I know what you're going to talk uh, about. Don't skip ahead. Don't spoil it I'm yet. Not, I'm not. Well, let's go back to the beginning so we don't yes. have to spoil anything, okay? Can I do the very beginning? Yeah, that's where we're going to go. So, the guy you're talking about, the guy who knows where King Kong is, his name is Carl Denham. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain what he does... And how they end up running into King Kong. Why don't you tell our audience all about that? So, when they were actually looking for King Kong, they hear a noise when they're like in this wood by this little island. <laughs> okay, you're getting a little ahead though. little ahead. You're skipping about a half hour into the movie already. How does the movie start? Um. What's Carl Denham doing at the beginning of the movie? The very beginning. Before they go to... Kong Island or Skull Island or whatever you want to call it before they go to the island with Skull Kong, Mountain. I think it's called Kong Island. Yeah. Well, it's got Skull Mountain on it. Kong Island, Skull Mountain. That makes a sense. Sure. It's got Skull Mountain. Skull Mountain, yeah. So before they go there, what are they doing? What's Carl Denham trying to do? What's his job? What's he up to? Like, at the first, he's trying to make a movie. Mm-hmm. But he's talking to these guys... And they want to do the island, but they don't have an actor. That's right. They need an actor. They don't have a star, and they're looking for a female star. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is our first indication that this movie is all about love. Because do you remember why he needs a woman for his movie? Do you remember why he said that? Because they don't have a woman on the boat. No, they don't. But the reason they need... A woman to star in this movie is because Carl Denham, who makes movies, like you said, he's a movie director, he makes films, his movies are all set in the jungle and stuff, right? They're all big animals, lions, rhinos, adventure movies, but his movies never have a love interest in them. They never have a woman for his male main characters to fall in love with. And this is during an era, of course, where your love interest would always be a woman, that's just how it goes. Nowadays, you have a little bit more leeway with that. You can have a male love interest, female love interest. Doesn't matter. But in those days, female love interest. So he was criticized for not having a female love interest in his movies. And he needs a woman to fill that role. So he's taking a woman into the jungle with him. Taking a woman out on this adventure because critics and audiences said that Carl Denham's movies need a love interest. What happens next? He finds this woman. After he finds the woman he needs, like, when they're going with the jungle, they fight like giant animals. <laughs> okay, okay. Skipping ahead a little bit again. Yeah, but they do find a woman. And the woman's name, do you remember her name? Uh, I don't remember she has blonde Her name, hair. yes, she has blonde hair. Her name is Anne. Anne. And she's played by Faye Ray, mm-hmm. who's incredibly iconic. She's so good in this movie. It is unbelievable how good she is. Dad, I remember what you pointed out in the movie. That if any actor watches that movie... There would be different disappointed about that scream she has. Yeah, I said something along the lines of any actor in horror movies would be jealous of Faye Ray's scream. We meet Anne. Anne is 
poor, she's homeless, but Carl Denham decides to put her in the movie. But okay, so they're on the boat. On the boat, we also meet another character who's important to talk about. Okay. Jack? Jack. Yes, I totally remember his name. Yeah, Jack. So what? what's Jack all about? What does he do? He like, he's kind of like telling everybody to do. He's probably like the leader of the boat. I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of the boss of the people on the boat, the crewmen. He's not captain, but he's in charge of the men. He gives the orders to all the men. And he also kind of likes Anne, doesn't he? Yes. He was the first one to find Anne, right? No, Denim found Anne. But then Jack meets her and Jack's like, "Mm, we shouldn't have a woman on the boat. Do you remember why he said that? People used to think that men were better than women. Yeah, they did. That was ridiculous, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. People stop thinking that. Some people still think that. Yeah. And that's not nice, is it? Mm -mm. No, that's wrong. People are all basically the same. Mm -hmm. We all need food. We all need shelter. We all need to be warm when it's cold outside. We're all basically the same. But people used to think boys were better than girls. And boys were smarter than girls. Yeah, just not true. And they think... Like, lots of things. Boys are stronger than girls. Boys are better than girls. Smarter than girls. Everybody used to think that. Well, not everybody. Not everybody. We wouldn't have improved as a society if people didn't think differently. Like, in the very past, people used to think that. Not everybody in the past, but some people. Lot of people. Some people didn't think that, not a lot. It's bad, and it's not good for our society either, because there are so many women in society that clearly, if we're telling everybody that half of society isn't as good as the other half, that's doing them a great disservice. Yeah. So anyway, Jack has these outdated beliefs, as you pointed out. He's wrong. He's wrong. But he does actually care for Anne. Mm -hmm. I think part of his problem is simply that he doesn't want her to be in danger. And so they, is she in danger, though? So they bring all these weapons if they find big animals. Mm. But on the boat to their way, these people who they they come up and steal, they give her to King Kong. Yeah, the natives on the island, they want to give Anne to King Kong. Why do they, they want to give her to King Kong, though? There's one reason, because... They haven't ever seen blonde hair. And she has blonde hair. Yeah, she has blonde hair. They've never seen it. And they say, oh man, Kong will like a woman with blonde hair. He's not trying to kill her. No, no. Because how do they describe her? What's she going to be once Kong takes her? They think, like, what? (laughs) They say that they're... Trying to find a bride for Kong. She's going to be like his wife, kind of. But doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. No, no. Because a lot of stuff goes wrong in between. So. Yes. This, I know, is the stuff you want to talk about. So why don't you explain to our audience what happens after Kong runs away with Anne. So King Kong, I bet, is big as a giant. He's like a... 
He's a giant gorilla. Yes. Basically. Basically. Basically, a giant gorilla. Uh huh. India's black. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry、He's、about it. He's black. <laughs> In the color movie, he's even black in this. Oh, oh! You're saying he's black, so it doesn't matter if the movie's in black and white. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a black and white movie. Doesn't need to be in color. Kong is black anyway, so what does it matter? What does it matter? Is this movie okay? So this movie is in black and white. We should pause for a moment because I've got an important question for you.、Mm-hmm. It's in black and white, but does that make the movie bad? No. How awesome is this movie? Very awesome. So black and white, still really awesome, absolutely.、Mm-hmm. But it's 1933, so that's to be expected, right? Now continue, Kong, big black gorilla. What happens after that? Well, after、um, King Kong runs away with Anne. So like, one thing I wanted to say, King Kong keeps her for a long time. He does. He keeps her for quite a while. It's a good half hour of the movie or so. Yeah. Like until the end. Oh well, he gets her again. Yeah, we'll come. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But yeah, basically, the rest of the movie is Kong and Anne. Yes, basically. Basically. But we like switch between. So most of the movie we see Kong and Anne. Then we split off to the other guys. Then we go like switch between. Uh huh. And stuff. So it shows us Kong, and then it shows us the other characters what they're doing too. While they're trying to save Anne,、mm-hmm. yeah. So all of the guys from the boat, or at least about half of them, about half the guys from the boat, they go after Kong and Anne. Okay, okay. This is the part I really want to talk about. This is the favorite part of my movie. Your favorite part. All right. Tell us so, about your favorite part. The first favorite part I like is when like the guys get smashed off this log from King Kong. It's crazy. Most of the guys, but. The guy who's second finds Anne has this idea to go down like this thing. Yeah,、and、like all the other guys,、But、like a vine. Yeah, and all the other guys fall to the bottom, but there's more guys because they tell them to stay at the gate. Yeah, so eventually all of the guys except for Jack and Denim get killed while trying to、Denim? save Anne. Jack and Denim. Yes. Remember, Jack climbs down the rope, and Denim hides on the other side of the ravine.、Yes. But you skipped a few things in there. Before they get to Kong, they encounter some other creatures. Yes, before that, like a bunch of guys. There was like dinosaurs. They meet the Stegosaurus, and like they have to shoot it. They shoot a gas bomb at it, but it's still alive. And they like one guy like shoots him. Yeah, they they make the Stegosaurus mad. Keep in mind, Stegosaurus was a herbivore, so it didn't eat meat. It only ate plants. Because they make it mad and it's charging towards them, they have to shoot it,、yeah. or else it's gonna trample them all to death. So they meet a Stegosaurus, kill a Stegosaurus. What happens next? So they keep walking and walking along. They finally meet the sea dinosaur. Yeah, well, it's not actually a sea dinosaur. We do meet one of those later,、yes. but this one is basically like a brachiosaurus or whatever. Brachiosaurus. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the you know the big long neck dinosaurs, and it just happens to be hanging out in some、it's, water. He like dumps them into the water from a boat, and they lose all their guns. 
They lose all their guns immediately. Yes. Yeah, they they have yes. no more guns. They're chasing Kong, who's a giant gorilla. Yes. And they lose all their guns in the water. Yes. To like a brachiosaurus. And like this guy who has this black shirt, this brachiosaurus keeps getting him up and like putting him down, and he's keep running away, but he's still alive. Yeah. So the brachiosaurus is picking a guy up in its mouth. Right. That's what、but、you're demonstrating with your arm here. Yeah, picking him up, shaking him around, throwing him. It actually grabs a couple of crew members, I think. This is another herbivore dinosaur, but、yes. this one has very sharp teeth, so it's like a meat-eating version of an otherwise herbivore dinosaur. Yes, like、yeah. this guy who keeps getting picked up and thrown multiple times. It's crazy. He's still alive, but he barely gets killed.、He、Possibly,、does. yes,、yeah. he does get killed. When the log thing happens, yeah, and it's worth noting that a lot of people, a lot of people get killed on this trip. Yes, yeah, because like there's a lot of crew members, and like all of the crew members go under the log that came, but like more guys stayed at the gate. Jack has this plan, so because he didn't want to get killed, so he climbed down this vine,、yeah. and like this giant lizard was coming up the vine, he just had this knife. After we like poke King Kong with the knife, he just cut the vine and the lizard fell down. Yeah, so it ends up that Jack and Jack almost gets killed too. Make no、yes. mistake. Yeah, they all almost get killed, but Jack and Denim survive. And it's worth noting though that a lot of characters do die in this movie.、Yes. Yeah, so Al and I had to have a nice long talk about that. Because、mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of people dying, and that's what、mm-hmm. happens when you mess with nature like that. Yes. You know, if you go out and you start messing with big wild animals, people get hurt. They really do. Even people who didn't do it. Yeah, and sometimes that gets other people hurt. You know, as a result. Yeah, absolutely. So we had to have a nice long talk about this. Fortunately, in、yes. the movie, when you see most of the. People who do get killed get killed. It's clearly really fake because they're like little stop motion people running around getting eaten by dinosaurs. So yeah, a lot of characters die, but in the service of big dinosaur fights. Okay, so we figure out in the movie that King Kong is a great fighter. Yeah, he's a great fighter, and that's something you said to me during the movie. We paused it for a minute, and you were like, "Dad, King Kong." Is a great fighter, and he is right. This movie is basically once you get okay, so it's a bit of a slow burn, right? This movie. So the first half hour, basically characters on a boat, not much happening. Then Anne gets kidnapped, and there's a bit of a race to rescue her, and she a- ends up kidnapped by Kong. But Kong doesn't appear until forty six minutes into the movie. Yeah. yeah, which is a long time. Yeah, and that's including the overture, so it's maybe more like forty-two minutes. But even still, we don't see Kong for forty-two minutes. Yeah, but once Kong appears, it's non-stop action. Like big animals all around. Can I tell you something that I, I would love really to hear? Like,、it. so the last thing he fights was a pterodactyl. Yeah, he fights a pterodactyl and like picks up the end from the pterodactyl. Like King Kong hears. The ant is screaming, so King Kong comes and just drops the pterodactyl off this giant cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the first thing he fights. What else does he fight? 
Whew, the part I really like and I really want to talk about is the T-Rex. Yeah, I knew you would because that T-Rex fight <laughs> is one of the best fights. And I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there. One of the best fights in movie history. Kong oh, yeah. versus the T-Rex. It's amazing. Kong versus the T-Rex. Like, he punches him in the throat. Yeah, he does. And that's, I mean, that's not all. That fight's really long. Yes, it's a really long fight. It's pouring blood from the T-Rex. Yeah, that T-Rex bleeds a lot. It's really brutal. For 1933, man, this movie has some serious violence. These puppets, these stop-motion puppets, get absolutely wrecked. I think he power slammed the T-Rex. <laughs> he power Do some wrestling slammed. moves on him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a T-Rex is longer than a gorilla. Well, this is a big gorilla, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, he powers basically jackhammered the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, like Goldberg? Yes. Jackhammered the T-Rex. Oh, man. Can you imagine if King Kong had speared him, given him a Goldberg spear? Yes. Oh, that's the only thing that fight's missing, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's super rad, though. Oh, like, man, what a fight. It was a jackhammer or a power slam. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to but review it the tapes. Has to be. <laughs> so yeah, so he fights the T Rex, and then he ends up fighting the water-based long neck dinosaur. Yes. He ends up fighting one of those once he gets Anne back to his cave, because one of these things comes out of the water. How does he fight? I do not remember. Remember, it that. wraps around his neck. Um, that snake. Yeah, it's like a snake, but it's actually one of those water-based long neck dinosaurs, because when he lifts it up, you see that it has the little fins. I think that's a baby one. It may... No. Well, I mean, yeah, Kong's yes. huge, though. Kong yeah, is huge, it but it's probably a baby the, one, yeah. It's probably a baby one, because the daddy ones are really bigger. Yeah, and that one Very he hits big. against a rock. Yes. So that's pretty brutal, too. Yes. And then, of course, he fights the pterodactyl, like you said, throws it off the cliff. Yes. Because, like, it gets knocked out. And keep in mind, he is fighting all of these dinosaurs because he's trying to protect Anne, just like you said. Yes. You and know, this is a love story. dinosaurs want to, like, eat Anne. Yeah. But King Kong, like, destroys them. Destroys one on the rock and falls one off a cliff. Yeah. Oof. And falls one on the rock. So then Anne ends up getting saved, right? She gets saved. Like, so... The second guy who found Anne... Jack. Jack. He... The guy who survived going on the trip, King Kong was trying to lift this the vine up. Yeah, so he was carrying Anne down a vine, right? Just like he, he got down a vine before to save himself from Kong. So Jack and Anne are climbing down a vine and Kong starts to pull it up. Then, like, the vine... They jump off the vine into the water. Yeah, and those little puppets or whatever, the Jack and Anne puppets that fall down the cliff, they, like, Jack almost cracks his head on a rock. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly like a little doll, like a little dummy falling into the water. But that dummy almost smashes into that rock. It's so yes. close. So close. So they escape, they get out, and they get out of the jungle... And they're in the village, the native village. And they, they get King Kong way mad. Yeah. At this point, Kong is mad because Kong decided that Anne was his, right? And he's an animal, okay? Yes. He's a big animal. So yeah, yeah. to him, she's kind of like a pet, right? He treats her kind of mm -hmm. like a, a little pet, like a cat or whatever. 
And so he's very mad, and he shows up at the village, and he destroys the place. They probably had to build that village again. Yeah, they definitely had a lot of reconstruction to do. Hopefully, Denim paid for it, though, because it was clearly Denim's fault that all of that happened in the first place. So, hopefully, Denim paid for that. I mean, in the end of the movie, he has to pay for most of New York, so who knows if he had the money. But Kong wrecks that place. It's crazy. And he steps on guys? Yeah, he steps on people. Almost stepped on Dude, the baby. and I can't... Yeah, well, they get the baby, right? They, they save the kids. They don't pull any punches here. They really show you that violence is horrible. And people get really hurt in this movie. And it can be upsetting. You were definitely worried for Anne the whole time. I remember you said specifically that you were scared for her. Of course I would, because... King Kong was on top of that building. Like, almost the tallest building in New York. It was the tallest building in New York. Yeah, and there was a ladder right there. And Anne didn't even climb down it. Well, no, yeah, she was, she was very scared, yeah, and she didn't climb down that ladder. Yeah, you were very worried for her, absolutely. It's not a movie that... Oh, it's not a movie that is fun to watch throughout. It's definitely a fun movie... But the brutality of the violence definitely illustrates to us as viewers how wrong the human's actions were. How wrong Carl Denham is. Because Carl Denham is basically the bad guy of this movie. Why? Because he's the one who invades Kong's territory. He's the one who takes Kong out of his territory. He's the one who brings Kong into the village, basically. He's the one who brings Kong into New York. Denim puts everybody at risk to make this movie. And a lot of people get very, very hurt. Yes. So you leave the animals alone. We have to respect nature. We have to respect the animals. Mm -hmm. We have to protect them. But we have to understand that they are not there for us to play with. Animals can't think like we do. Yes. Animals don't think. They just react. They react instinctively. Which, I guess, perfectly segues us into the last part of the movie... Because... Because they're fighting King Kong. And they capture Kong. Yes. And then they take him to New York. And it should be obvious to Denim what's going to happen. Because it immediately happens. Basically, they take Kong to New York with maybe 20 minutes left of this movie. There's almost no movie left. And they take Kong to New York. And... Like, they put him in steel chains? He's strong enough to tear those... Steel chains apart. Yeah, he just breaks right through them. He escapes immediately. Basically, they have maybe five minutes, like a five-minute scene where they're trying to make King Kong an attraction. Like, people are going to pay to see King Kong. You know, they're going to go into a theater, he's going to be chained up, roaring, and they're going to pay to go see him. And they're paying $10 a ticket, mind you. They're paying $10 a ticket in 1933 to go see King Kong. That's a ton of money. Yeah. ton of money. So Denim thinks he's going to make a fortune off of this. Except Kong escapes immediately. Almost immediately as the guys take his picture. Yeah, they take pictures of Kong. The reporters do. They take pictures of Kong and it scares him. He breaks free. Goes on a rampage in New York, which is not unlike the rampage in the village, except now he's in New York, where there's all kinds of buildings and cars and tons more people. And a lot, a lot of damage is caused. A lot of people Almost get hurt. everybody on that train. Because 
King Kong is like smashing that train. No doubt a lot of people get hurt, but also some people definitely get killed while Kong is in New York. That happens. Yes, basically a lot of people survive. Yes. You probably think everybody is going to get killed to the attacks. No. No. They just run away fast as they can at the train because like there's a little Yeah, wouldn't you? Totally. Yeah, you see King Kong, you run away. So, Jack and Anne are there in New York. And what's going on with them now? We've skipped ahead a little bit in time. And what's going on with Jack and Anne? Like, Jack thinks he saved Anne, but they don't know King Kong is climbing up the building there. Yeah, so they're there, and Kong is after Anne again. And he keeps losing, getting, losing, getting, over and over over again. Because he keeps not knowing where Anne is. But he keeps finding her every time. Yeah, they yeah. They save her. Crazy. Yeah, Anne keeps getting kidnapped by Kong, and then they find Kong, and then Kong gets away, and they try to stop Kong, but they can't. Yeah, and Jack and Anne at this point are engaged. They're going to be married. When are they getting married? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, and then Kong escapes and runs away with her. See, more love story stuff. This is a love movie that yes. just happens to have giant monster fights. Yes. He also roars a lot in the movie. Yeah, he does roar. Do you want to demonstrate his roar for our listeners? Mm -hmm. Yes. He roars really loud. Okay, roar, but try not to roar so loud that you blow off the microphone. Yes. So what does he sound like? Roar! Yeah, that's what he sounds like, definitely. So, like you said, Kong has Anne, and they go up to the Empire State Building. We're at the end of the movie here. Yes. What happens? Like King Kong... Just on the very top, you think Anne is still going to be in his hand, but he's, he puts her down. They figure out they need planes. Uh-huh, they need planes. And they, like, shoot him off this giant building. And he hits part of this building. Yeah, when he's falling? And, like, he hits the ground. Yeah. Does he live? Does he survive? No. No, no. no. Yeah, they get planes. The planes shoot him down. And he falls off the building and Only he dies. Only one or two? How many planes survived? I think three planes survived. He definitely knocked one of them down. They had four. They had four planes. And your comment about the planes, I thought, was appropriate. You said, cause I, and I wrote it down here, you said, four planes to beat him? I'd do ten. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, it seems a little bit low to send four planes after him. But they only sent four. Ten might have been better. Ten would have killed him. Faster than four, I would go ten. Yeah. So they shoot him off the building. He dies. And it's not a happy ending. No. No. Kind of like Empire of the Ants in a way. Yes. We did Empire of the Ants too. Yep, that was our last full episode, our last review episode. Yes. But now we're talking about King Kong, not Empire of the Ants. No, but it's similar in the end, yes. because neither of them has a happy ending. Neither, neither, neither. No. I mean, was King Kong a bad guy? No. Neither were the ants a bad guy. They just didn't want to be giant. Nothing. Kong isn't created by people, but Kong definitely doesn't belong in a human world. Yes. That wasn't his choice. He, like, starts off... Like a good guy, then people make him a bad guy. Make him think like he's a bad guy. Well, they don't make him think like a bad guy. He just thinks like an animal. 
They think he's a bad guy, but he's just reacting like any animal would. If you bring a giant, angry animal into a city, what's going to happen? Destroy the city. People are going to get hurt. Yeah, people are going to get injured. That's how animals react. You make an animal angry and put it around a bunch of people, it's going to attack people. Yeah. If King Kong was real and I was in the jungle where he was, I'm just walk past him and do whatever I want to do. Yeah, just leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Probably go the other way, though, just in case. So, let me ask you a question, then. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend this movie? Yes. And why should our listeners watch 1933's King Kong? It's a love movie. It's a love movie. She done Valentine's Day? I don't care. You can watch another Valentine's on Valentine's Day. We didn't. I don't care. Whatever you do, do it. Well, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that this episode actually probably won't be dropping until, I don't know, two or three days after Valentine's Day. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our listeners would have to wait a year to then watch it. So maybe they should watch it sooner? Yes. Yeah, why? Why should they watch it? I think it's so good. If anybody doesn't have a family or stuff, watch that thing. Interesting. So you think people without families should watch King Kong? And why is that specifically? Because it's about loving people. Oh. So... It makes people wonder, who don't have a family, wish they had a family. That's really sweet. I like that. Do you think people with families also should watch it? Yeah. I agree. I think everybody should see it. I think King Kong is a classic. I think it's a staple. If you like monster movies and you haven't seen the original King Kong, you need to see it. It's maybe a little bit slow in the beginning for some audiences today, but definitely once you get into the action, it just doesn't let up. If you are planning on watching this with your children, there's a lot to talk about. Like we discussed thus far on the podcast, there's a lot of death in the movie. Some other potential points of concern, which also we had to talk about, are some very un-PC racial depictions. There is a Chinese character, and then all of the native characters, and this movie does not portray them with very much respect. There's also, as Al and I discussed, a bit of misogyny. Anne's not treated with the utmost respect. She is treated at times like she is clearly lesser than the men, but she obviously is not. So that's something we had to talk about quite a bit. There's also a scene where Kong pulls some of Anne's clothes off. She doesn't end up naked or anything. So there's a lot of stuff to discuss. This going to Beastly Best. Yep, Beastly Best. This is the part of the show where we talk about the coolest monster moments. That's tough for King Kong, I think. There's a ton of cool moments. My beastly best is the one we talked about, the part where, like, he destroys the two villages. Oh, okay. So, your favorite scenes in this movie are the scenes where Kong goes on a rampage and breaks apart buildings and stuff. Kind of like in a Godzilla movie or something. Oh, yes, right? yes. Yeah. So, you Godzilla. like Kong just wreaking havoc. Just like Godzilla. Yeah. For Beastly Best, I think the easiest thing to point out for me would be the T-Rex fight. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's great. That's great. But here's the thing. I think there are so many really cool moments. And for me, as a filmmaker, 
I'm just constantly amazed by how they made this movie. The stop motion and the live action footage are melded together so that you'll have the actual actors, you'll have actually Fay Ray in the shot with the miniature stop-motion King Kong, and you won't be able to see the seams. I mean, you probably can if you're really looking for it, but it's really convincing. They revolutionized filmmaking special effects with King Kong. Take some time and watch any special features you can get your hands on. There's a new Blu-ray. By the time you hear this, there'll be a new Blu-ray out, which I think is the same disc as the previous Blu-ray release, but they're re-releasing it. And that's got special features on there about the making of and how they did the special effects. Watch it. It's amazing to learn about how they overcame the limitations of film in 1933. It's a special effects extravaganza that I am still amazed by to this day. Okay, that sounds really good. Yeah, and we'll check out those special features ourselves, too. Because I, I can't wait to show you that. I didn't want your first impression of the movie to be tainted by watching all the special features stuff. You and I will go watch that later. I wanted to just get your thoughts about the movie recorded. Okay, so what do we talk about? Get spooked? I was just going to say, I think it's that time. Me too. I know probably I got spooked by a lot. The part oh, you where, did? Okay. Where the T-Rex is blood was pouring out of its mouth. Yeah, that's really unsettling. Yeah, really you're right. Gory. Yeah, some there's some gore there. Even in black and white, it's still pretty gross. Yeah, spookiest moment. Boy, for me, I'd say the spookiest moment might be when they're on the raft. The what? what? Oh. When they're on the raft and then the, the like brachiosaurus or whatever it is knocks over the raft and they're all in the water and they lose their guns and they can't swim fast enough to get away. That's a scene that has me on the edge of my seat. I don't really agree with you on that because... I just don't think that is spooky to me. Okay. But here's the beauty of it. We don't have to agree, right? Oh. Yeah, we have our own get spooked moments, just like we had our own beastly best. Yes. Yeah, sometimes but I, I appreciate... Agree. Sometimes we don't agree. Yeah, but I appreciate that you address the fact that you don't agree. You know, I, I appreciate that. Okay. The reason we do this podcast is because I like to hear what you think, and hopefully you like to hear what I think. I do. Sometimes we don't agree, sometimes we do agree. Podcasting is not just about agreeing. No, definitely not. And actually, a lot of the best podcasts that people do are about people disagreeing. Yeah. You know, that's why we listen to podcasts to begin with, to hear what other people think. Everybody talks about different movies. And if they talk about the same movies, they don't necessarily agree about those movies. No. Well, Buster, did you have anything else that you want to talk about with regard to King Kong before we get this whole show wrapped up here? One thing I have to say. Let's hear it. Go see King Kong. <laughs> yep, check out King Kong. It's now on Blu-ray by the time you hear this. New Blu-ray out. Check that out. There's also a new Kong movie coming out in theaters really soon. Yep. And maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it's rated, but if you can go see it, Al, maybe we'll go see it and review it on the podcast. Probably look it up. Yeah, we'll have to look that up, definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, shall we wrap it up? Yep. 
Okay, before we get signing out and everything, I do want to give a few shout-outs to some podcasts that have been big about supporting us and who we also would like to support as well. Not just those podcasts here at Word Salad Productions, but also podcasts out there who've been saying nice things about us. Yeah. It's really great. Other podcasters store this into other podcasts. Yeah, I mean, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So there are some podcasts out there who've shown us some love that you guys definitely should check out. There is the Undead Wookiee podcast. Check out the Undead Wookiee, especially the episode on one of my favorite movies of all time, The Wicker Man. Another show that features a father and son team talking about movies is It's Your Pick. And there's another show, and they said some really kind things about us, so huge thank you to This Was Rad podcast as well. This Was Rad is the one, you listened to part of one episode with me, and it's the two guys and the teenage girl, right? Mm -hmm. And they talk about movies from the 80s that her dad and his friend grew up with. The superhero one? You listened to part of the one about Teen Wolf with me. Yeah. Yeah, you listened Mm -hmm. to part of that. Yes. So. And they have really been, we've listened to part, we've listened to one that you like talking about our podcast. Yeah, I played the clip for you when they talked about mm-hmm. our show. And what yeah. did, and what did you think of that? It was good. I think other podcasters are loving our podcast. Yeah, Some I think so too. It's really nice to hear, isn't it? If other podcasters do what other podcasters do and do the same movies, some podcasters agree with other podcasters. Some podcasters don't agree with other podcasters. Yeah, and they were talking about Tremors. Right, yeah. So if you listen to our Tremors episode, and then you can go check out This Was Rad's Tremors episode and see the differences in opinion. Yeah. Because I know Willow, the teenager on the show, she's maybe not as crazy about Tremors as we are. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we should also mention Fan to Fan podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Fan to Fan is awesome. Fan to, that's the number two, fan. Check out Fan to Fan as well. If you're looking for other horror movie podcasts, I've been listening to a few. They aren't family-friendly ones, so if you are looking for ones that aren't family-friendly like ours is, and you just like to listen to more thoughts on horror, I've been listening to Screaming Queens, as well as Heavy Metal Horror Cast, and Nightmare on Film Street. So those are three that I've been listening to a bunch as well. If you think our podcast is scary enough for your kid, don't even let them hear it. (laughs) <laughs> if you think it's too scary for them. Yeah? Watch it by yourself. Listen to it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah? I don't think we're particularly spooky ourselves. No. If you just think his kids think we talk about scary stuff, don't let your kids even hear it. Just listen to it yourself. Sure. And like with any piece of media, you know, definitely check it out before you let your kids engage with it. You yeah. know, don't let your kids just... Watch a bunch of random garbage or listen to a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. You know, check it out first. I agree with that, Alistair, because yeah. it's the same thing we do with you. We don't let you yeah. watch just any random thing. Yeah. You just check it out first. Yeah. I mean, there are some things like, I guess, Pixar or whatever. You can pretty much watch any Pixar movie. You'll be okay. You know, Finding Dory, we knew you'd be all right with that sort of stuff. But yeah. Well, if you'd like... More recommendations in the future, and you'd like to keep up with us, why don't you check us out on social media? We are on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. 
We're on Facebook at CadaverCast. That's one word. And if you have any questions for us or want to hit us up for any reason whatsoever, send us an email over at CadaverCast at gmail.com. That again is CadaverCast, one word. And if you want to support us, definitely do head over to patreon.com slash word salad. Every little bit helps. It really does. Every little bit. Yeah. So, Alistair, are you ready to sign us out? Yeah. You've been listening to CadaverCast. My name is Al Barnum. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. We want to thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Take a picture, 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 take a picture.